Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Natasha, Elisa, um, last week we were, you know, we had Alyssa on from David Rubin's law firm to talk about will and estate planning. So it's been two weeks since we've been able to catch up. Where do so you want to catch up on? So much to catch up on. Where do you want to begin today? I want to hear about what's going on in your life, like the two things you were telling me about before, because that. Like the juiciest stuff I have is just like hair drama. So let's let's get into yours. Okay. So two things I wanted to talk to you about today. Well, one, I've fi- I've hired I-, I fired my previous, but now I've hired an IVF doctor who I think I'm really going to love. He's amazing. He's been in practice almost like three decades. Uh, here's the catch: the man is not even located in Los Angeles. <laughs> is this crazy? Wait. What? <laughs> He's like nearby though, right? Like an hour no, away? He's six hours away in San Francisco. Uh, okay, hold on. I mean, I geography was never my strong suit, but that's kind of far away from you, Sarah. And don't you have to have 
a lot of multiple appointments in IVF. All right. Tell me, tell me. Can we just do an episode talk about how traveling with toddlers was hell? And now you're going to do what? Six hour road trips with KJ once a week. Well, thankfully, okay, this makes more sense because thankfully they work with um, offices here so I, in LA. So I can do like satellite monitoring. So I'm only going to have okay. to go to San Francisco, hopefully three times, okay? Two egg retrievals, one transfer, hopefully it works. So- um, Okay, that's not, that's not so bad. That's worth it. That's worth it. Um, and I have to thank one of our amazing listeners. She worked for, I, I don't know if she wants to be identified, but anyhow, I'll just say she worked in the um, IVF space for years, for years. Okay. She reached out to me and she said to me, Sarah, here's my unsolicited advice. Although, as you know, on the show, we always tell people, message us, DM us. So it is solicited. <laughs> I wanted it. But she said, I was in the space for a long time. And if you're paying out of pocket, which I am, my insurance company doesn't cover. It covers like blood tests and sonograms and stuff, but it doesn't cover the retrieval or the um, transfer. She said, mm-hmm. you need to go to the CDC website and you actually need to search IVF doctors and they f- show their success rates for somebody your age using your own eggs or using a donor. And she said, if you're paying out of pocket, why wouldn't you go to this site and find statistically who has the highest chance of getting you pregnant and giving you a live birth delivery? And I was like, actually, that makes perfect sense. That's on the CDC website? Yes. You can search. How did we not know this? That's like best advice ever. Nobody. Send her a gift basket. I'm going to. Nobody knows this. And I believe there's another website. I don't know the name, but if you just type in IVF doctor success rate national study, it will it will come up and it will show you. You can compare doctors. So she gave me the name of a guy in San Francisco, and she said to me, this guy has the highest rate 60% or 61% rate of using your own eggs between the ages of 41, 42, and having a 61% chance of live birth. So you said he's the highest in the state. So if you're going to spend 30 grand, why wouldn't you go to this person? And I was like, mm, that makes sense. And the person- total sense. That the next person that was even close to him was nine percentage points, almost 10 percentage points. So that, so- um this guy in San Francisco has a 61% rate and the other guy here in LA I think has like a 51% or or 52% or something which is still pretty good. But I didn't realize the odds were that kind of low for IVF that you have like a 50% shot of it working. Oh yeah. And you spend like 30 grand each time? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. I did not realize that. I thought it would be like 60-70% because it's like it's an egg and a sperm, and you're already putting them together and sticking it in the incubator. Well, it's high. It's it's 70%. I think it's even, ooh, could be even like 90% if you use an egg donor, if you use somebody else's eggs. But with- So it's all getting blamed on the egg? Yeah, completely. It's all about the egg quality. And yeah, so it's oh. even higher, but this is like using your own eggs, which at 41 are, they ain't good, you know? Um I mean, there's some that are good, but you got to really weed through a lot of the mess, you know? What is, what gets, I mean, I understand the logic they get old, obviously, but like, do they spoil? Like what happens to our eggs after 40 years that's different at 20 years? Um, because are we were, they not as bouncy or? We were meant to have children at 16. So um, by the time they're 40, <laughs> they're heading closer to menopause. They're all chromosomally messed up because 
just your biological clock ages. So they have all kinds of different genetic, you know, abnormalities the older you get. Well, that's, that's what, what I meant. So it's it's like the genetic makeup breaks. That's what breaks down over time. Yeah. yeah. So Gosh, that's depressing. I'm super excited. I really love talking to him. <laughs> I, you know, and basically he's like, well, and again, I don't even know that I can use my own eggs. The next step is a series of blood tests. And he's like, based on your blood work, I'm going to be very upfront with you. If you are going to have a really good chance of using your own eggs, or we may just go to egg donor to begin with. Like if your FSH, your AMH, something else is really low, um, he, he said, you can just try and try and try forever and you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars if you want, but the chances of success are extremely low. So we'll see. I mean, like I said- I wonder if that's why his percentage is so high because he's willing to tell people like, listen, the egg quality is not there. You know, I'm not going to do this with you two, three, four times when I can see it's not going to work. Whereas other doctors may know that also and still will let you just keep trying over and over again. Yeah, like the first guy I went to who never told me that if you try IUI over the age of 40, you only have a 5% chance of it working. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to bill you $4,200 for it. So he never, the first guy never told me that. And, you know, and again, it was my own fault. I just took my OBGYN's recommendation and I have a new OBGYN here who I like, but, you know, I didn't do my research and go to other people or interview them. And it was a big mistake. And I just, thank God I only spent 4200 and didn't keep going because they never told me anything. That's ridiculous. Because, you know, there's an expectation of trust when you see a doctor. Although I guess it's like any professional company, you know, we look at Yelp reviews, or at least I do before I hire a plumber. Guess we should have Yelp reviews for. Uh, I mean, fertility doctors. Our healthcare system is a business. You know, it's a business for these doctors. They have to make money. They have huge costs, insurance overheads, school, and you know, IVF is a huge business. Uh, the thing that's I don't like about IVF is it's just it preys so much on your emotions. Where mm-hmm. you know, if you're a general practitioner doctor or you're an eye doctor, I mean. You know, you know you have to get those things checked. And, you know, for the most part, they're doing a good job. There's a standard, you know, if you fail that mm-hmm. standard, you know. But IVF plays on so many, I think, emotions. And there's so much money to be made in it. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it sucks. So anyhow. So that was That's good news. Ah, oh, well, good. When do you go? Uh, I start the blood work. I'll do all the blood work my next cycle in May. And then if all looks good to use my own eggs, we'll do the first egg retrieval sometime in June. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll do a second one, a second egg retrieval sometime in August. And then we'll look to see when we do the transfer. Wow. So they'll have two pots of of eggs. Two, two parts of eggs. That they'll look through. Two chances, girl. Two chances. So hopefully we get some good ones. Exciting. So have you put all the like adoption stuff on hold? Well, no. We went to our first foster to adopt, um, you know, kind of like orientation, which was great. They did a terrific job. But the problem is you have to do like six weeks of classes. And what we're struggling with is Dan being in soccer works on the weekends most of these classes are like saturdays nine to noon you know they're over zoom um they're live so we're trying to figure out 
I don't know where we go from here. Do we have to, we like this agency, but do we switch agencies? It's, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's our another conversation that we've put on our to-do list. Dan and I have to schedule time to talk about life um, because we're so busy and that's only with one child. So I don't know how you do it. Well, I don't have a partner I have to sit down and schedule all of our discussions with. I mean, we still obviously, you know, like want to be on the same page about rules and parenting styles and stuff like that. But, you know, there's something kind of nice about <laughs> you being the only boss in the house. I don't have a co-CEO. It's just me. And I kind of love it. It's going to, I mean, I definitely want to get married again, or at least be in a committed relationship again. But I think it's going to be hard to go back to, you know, having to compromise and share all those decisions with someone else. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating. And today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Although I guess I have three little tyrants that, you know... (laughs) I have to compromise with constantly. I think you should just have a blast dating and live vicariously. We should all live vicariously through you. And you should just start doing 
a dating podcast vlog and tell us about all the dates. Really? That's not a bad. I actually was thinking about starting up again. Like I canceled my Hinge account. I haven't looked at, you know, any of that stuff in more than a year because I just wanted to focus on the girls and on Harry. But I don't know. It's getting kind of lonely. I just posted on my Instagram today. Um, last Friday, I went to like this charity dinner thing and you had to dress up as like a vintage creature feature type of character. So I was a, um, or sea creature character. So I was this siren. We threw the costume together, the girls and I, in like a couple of hours, but I posted about that. You know, I forgot what it felt like to like feel sexy and beautiful. Like I got this tight dress and it had this kind of corset thing on top. Like I was a little bit slutty vixen, but or vixens, uh, siren, but it felt nice, you know, to be, out and about dressed up again feel like a woman again so maybe i need to date i feel like that would be yeah and like have no you know no intentions of like getting serious with anybody like i think because you know people Mm. always date because they're looking for and mostly women do this right they're looking for a husband or a lifelong partner or something you know Mm -hmm. and there's always that huge expectation, but I think you're in a great position where it's like you almost can be just like, because I know a lot of men that have done this their whole lives. They just never have any intention of remarrying. They just date and have fun with somebody. And then it's like, if it works, great. If it doesn't, like they they just move on. You know, I kind of love that because when I signed up for online dating the first time, you know, lots of times you get the question of what are you looking for? You know, what are what are you on this app looking for? And, it, you know, my answer used to be like, try not to scare off a guy and be like a husband. I'd be like, you know, I'm looking for somebody to get to know and hopefully maybe have a relationship, have some fun with, because one day I would like to find a partner again. And it'd be interesting to do it the other way, to be like, you know what? Every once in a while, I just want to have someone to go out with. I want to have a reason to get dressed up. I want to go dancing. I want to have companionship and fun like that. Maybe that's the way to do it this time because I'm not looking to get in a serious relationship right now. Oh, my God. I think it's so empowering. I can't handle that right now. I think when women do that and just own it and you own it from the start, it's so empowering. And I could totally see you with a guy like 10 years younger. Like I just Oh gosh, no. I hate younger guys. Really? <laughs> I don't know. It's all the trend now. It's all the trend. Women in their 40s, Is men it? in their early 30s love a gal in her 40s. Yes. You're just We're more- not cougars, are we? Um, we're getting there. I think cougar is like 50 oh. to 60 is my I guess because I'm 41, so I'm like I can't possibly be a cougar, so I'm putting it off for 10 years. Um, but I don't know. I have a neighbor who just got divorced. She's 45, 46. She's, she's separated from her husband and divorced. And she is like living it up. She just went to Europe for three weeks. And she goes out and she attracts these guys that are like 29 years old. And she's like just having a ball. So I'm like, oh, my God. I know. She went back to one of their apartments and he had a roommate. She was like, I, I don't even know. I'm- no. Yes. Yes. And I live vicariously through her. She comes over and she's like, oh, my God. I hooked up with a guy who is 29 and he lives with a roommate in West Hollywood or Hollywood somewhere. I'm like, oh, my, God. oh my gosh. Well, you know, one of the one of the guys that I dated, kind of the only like semi-serious relationship I was in after Peter and I got divorced, you know, well before I met Harry's dad was um, I dated a guy who was 
in his 20s, let's see, I would have been about like 37, 38. And yeah, he was like 26, 27. He lived with his parents, like he had the basement for his apartment. And it was fun for a little bit. But then he was just like, so like needy and wanting, you know, I guess wanting a relationship. And I just was not feeling it. But yeah, I got embarrassed pretty quickly. Like, okay, you know, we're making out and your parents are out of town. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with my life? I love I could do that again. I think that's so empowering because I just know so many women. There's like so many expectations for less now, although a lot of my friends are going through divorces now. But I don't know. When we were 30, there was just so much pressure on, you know, it was like, got to find him, got to marry him. You know, Mm -hmm. only only dating serious people that want to be, which I don't blame them. You know, I mean. I'm happily with Shmano, so I, I, you know, I get it. But I think there's also something great about just like, I, right before I met Dan, I was getting into that groove of, I was like, I'm going to go out with a guy and I'm not going to have any expectations. Like if I want to have sex with him on the first date, I'm going to have sex with him on the first date. And I'm not going to beat myself up like, you shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that. What if he doesn't call? I was literally in the mind space. If he calls, he calls or texts. If he doesn't, I don't care. Oh, like, and it was that. the most liberating. And then, you know, I met Schman and uh, I had to give it all up. <laughs> Which I bet he found so attractive about you at first. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, that is like the age. It's always people always want what they can't have. Or like when you, you know, sometimes when you're in that mind space of you don't care if it works out. I mean, it just like it comes to you double, you know, it just it, that's sort of the way the universe works a little bit. And it's not like, it's like you have to really get to the point where you're so comfortable in yourself and what happens. And then it's like you just attract everything that you didn't know you so wanted true. or, you know, yeah. It, it I, Life always works like that for me. It's not easy. It's not like, not easy in every aspect, but I, I mm-hmm. just had gone on. I'd been single for three years when I'd met Dan and I'd gone on so many bad dates and dated a guy who was super rich, who was older, who I thought for sure, you know, it was going to work out. And of course, thank you, God, it didn't work out. Can you imagine if you had married him? Oh, God. Oh, there was old man. No, then there was another old guy that was like- Oh, I thought you were talking about old man. No, then there was another one who was, Ed was like 13 years older than I was, 14 years. Then I dated a guy 18 years older. Did you really? Was Girl. he insanely rich? Yes, insanely rich. Insanely rich. He lived over off. <gasps> Did Fox. he give you really good gifts? He Did lived he over just at Fox Hall Road. Yeah, it was amazing. No, he had a car. He had a driver, so I would. He would have the driver pick me up, which also is really shitty. That should have been thing number one. Like he wouldn't even come to get me. The driver would come get me, which I thought was yeah. That sounds a little like right. call girl service. Thank you. That should have been sign number one. True, but yes. Amazing, you know, presidential tickets, sweet tickets at the Nats, all kinds of fun things. But see, that's what I want right now. I want to, I want to find a guy that's my age or a couple of years older, you know, maybe divorced or something like that. Actually, you know, I don't even care, obviously not married, but, you know, just somebody that's just going to, you know, treat me like a princess and we can go out and go to nice stuff. Maybe he has, you know, charity functions he's on the board of and we can get dressed up and go to some ball or take me into dc for a nice dinner go out dancing like that kind of stuff is what i want right now i don't want like like i keep thinking sex in the city i want to marry aiden like i'll find aiden in a few years 
But right now I just want to date like the Russian guy that she dated that just, you know, takes her out, shows her culture in the world and... Then I'll meet Aiden in a few years. Well, That's I would just go out and have a good time and have zero expectation. And if they call, they call. If they text, they text. If they don't, you're mo- keeping it moving. Amen to that. Yeah. I don't have time for that, nor do I care enough. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm telling you, when you get to that space, oh, Lord, you'll be beating them off with a stick. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> Tell you what. Well, all right. Well, when I dust off the Hinge account, I will um, I'll be sure to document it. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. I was going to ask you about this topic too that's going on in my life, which man. So, how do you, do you think, I'm wondering, you know, obviously you've been married twice, you've had two partners long term and dated other people. Do you think it's hard to keep a relationship when one person is into a lot of self discovery and the other person is not? Mm, that's a good question. What I mean by that is, you know, you and I talk about this offline. I am obsessed. Like I do all every day. You know, I wake up every day. You know my routine. I journal, mm-hmm. and um, I do a lot of Abraham Hicks. But I li- like I listen to Oprah. I listen to other motivational people, Mel mm-hmm. Robbins, and it's all to me. It's a, a lot of your life is about mindset. I'm sure you have a lot. I have a lot of friends in my life. Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot anymore. But some friends that are always the victim. Oh, and and look, life does deal people horrible hands sometimes, but lots of times it's what you make it. And then I have friends like they're sick, it becomes their identity or just they they think everything in life is against them. And I'm always saying to them, if you wake up every day and feel like your life always 
is against you. It's always going to be against you. Always. And it, you know, you got to start every day with, I tell you, I wake up every day and I say to myself out loud, all of Los Angeles is conspiring to help you. All of Los Angeles is conspiring. Everybody here is helping you. Like, and, and I do. And I, I do, know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I do a gratitude journal. What I appreciate in others, what I appreciate my, in myself, what I appreciate in the world every single day. And when you, I think that when you look at that and you, I always say to myself in every situation now, in business, in podcast, in, in producing, I'm always like, everything is working out for you. Everything, even when talent and people don't do what you want or you pitch to these networks and they're like, well, we want this. I'm always like, everything is working out for me. And I find everything works out for me for the most part. Not every, not always the way that I envisioned it. There. But okay. Schman doesn't believe in any of that shit. He doesn't, he doesn't want to see a crystal. He would never go to a psychic. He doesn't, a pair of tarot cards. He'd be like, what hogwash is this nonsense? I mean, he wouldn't be into any of that. He, I don't, I would love to see him do a gratitude journal. Like, I don't even think he would do it. Okay. But I will say recently in our couples therapy, there's been like the shred of um, light. Okay. And just like, and I think because moving to LA, this is something I think I've talked about, but I don't know a lot. When we first moved to LA, you know, he was, he was very upset. He was like, I don't like it here. I don't have friends. Um, And I was like, and I honestly, even internally had a little bit of panic, but I knew, I was like, I cannot show weakness. I can, if I show weakness, he is going to, he's going to take that and he's, and I'm like, Schman. It's all working out for us. It is, you've got to give it time. Every time you move to a new city, it takes two years to meet friends, get acclimated, know where you're going, find good restaurants, find good doctors. Just trust and believe, Schman. So he'd mope along and he'd be like, you know, I don't have any friends and all this stuff. So, you know, but anyhow, the past year has been one of the best years of our lives for many reasons, right? So I think he's beginning to see like my witch magic. And now he's like, <laughs> Oh, you know, like I think he's like doing some exploration about himself and I'm like, okay, this is great. What if this stops? Like, like, can I, can you, is it hard to be in a relationship with someone that I I often think this too, if like you're very religious, your partner isn't, you know, like, is that hard? Do you think you both have to be on the same page when it comes to spirituality and discovery? I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some people out there who make it work, but just the way my personality personality is and the way the role I like to be in in a relationship I want the two of us to not just be leading our own individual lives that they're we're good at like I want a partner that we share the same belief system we build each other up because you know we have the same values if one of us is struggling and so I can't imagine actually I can't imagine because I kind of did this once before I definitely did this once before being in a relationship with somebody that isn't of the same mindset you know, you talked about that, like your friends that are always the victim or, you know, they they get sick and that's their identity. Like that's all of what their life is about. I used to be that person. Like that was always me. And it's only been in the last few years that like some switch flipped in my brain that was like, you know what? It's not. I can't blame everybody else for my situation and what I'm in. Like I need to make a change. You know, I need to, I'm going to be who I want to be, not what my situations around me have kind of 
made me into, if that makes any sense. Isn't that funny? From as an outsider looking in, I look at you as one of the luckiest fucking human beings. I'm like, this chick, everything works out for her. I'm like, I'm like, I want everything to work out for myself. Like it works out everything for you. I mean, you have so many blessings. I know, but you know, it took me years to kind of realize that and feel that way. It used to always be about like, oh, Peter is doing this or, oh, now I need to have back surgery. Oh, my husband is treating me like this. Like there was there was always something going on that like I kind of used as my excuse to not take responsibility and grow from it, you know? And that when you're in a relationship with somebody that isn't kind of on that same path, I find it to be kind of ex- impossible. At least that's that's the experience that I had. You know, I went through recovery. I took it very seriously. Recovery is what changed my life. And I continued to embrace the principles of AA and everything, you know, the 12 steps. And then that made me want to learn more like the, you know, meditation apps that I do now. They're all about self-growth and everything like that and learning more about who you are taking charge of your destiny, you know, manifestation and all that stuff. And when your partner kind of isn't on, like you go in opposite directions, at least that's what happened to us, that I wanted to keep going on growing and fixing myself and taking responsibility. And he was going in a different way, kind of wanted to close the door on all of that stuff that, you know, I had learned through recovery. So I think it's I think it's impossible <clears throat> to be in a good relationship, like a, be truly connected with somebody that isn't of those same beliefs. Cuz like what happens when you get into arguments, you know? When you're trying to take responsibility and be a better human every day, like you think about the argument you had and usually you can find compassion or empathy or compromise. Sure. And that's how you solve the argument. But if the other person is in a state of either victimhood or just ego, always wanting to be right, like you end up conflicting. Like, at least for me, I ended up always giving in and just being like, okay, Mm. I'll, I'll find a way to do better and take responsibility for my part. And it it eventually made us go in different directions. Well, and the God thing, the God thing was huge. Like I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll each have yeah. our own belief system, and that'll be okay. It in it didn't in the end because my faith became more and more important, and I felt like I kind of had to hide it, or like I couldn't talk about how passionate I was about it because I knew he wouldn't understand and would like judge me for it because thinking it was, you know, silly. Oh, that's not to rain on your parade, but I don't think that's what's happening with you and Schman. No, we're you know, look, I, I I can say this now. Schman and I have been together ten years, and I always tell people the first five or six were rough. I mean, we broke up and got back together, and we had mo- oh my god moments and ultimatums, and you know because I think we were just like, well, I I actually take full responsibility for. It. I mean, I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I can settle down. He's going to ruin my career. Uh, you know, I hated kids until I was thirty five. He really wanted to have a family. I mean, I, you know, it was like, ah, this man is a saint for like riding it out. And my friends would say that. They're like, Sarah, like you need to marry him. Like, this is terrible. This man has been right. And, you know, one of the reasons the light bulb came on for me, I'm not, it wasn't the sharpest bulb in the, 
you know, whatever light when it came to realizing how much Dan loved me. But one of the things was when I left my job seven years ago from Cumulus Radio mm-hmm. and started my podcast, the first three years, like I made zero money. Like I lost money. It was, and Schman was like, keep going. You have to keep going. Like, you know, if you go back and you work full time for a TV station, you're going to hate it. You're going to be right back in the same situation or radio offers that would come along. He'd be like, don't do you, you have this design. You have to follow your dream. And I'm like, all right. Like, I need to marry him. Because most people would never say that to you. Most people would say, you went from making great money to now you're losing money for us. And he was, became the breadwinner. Um, You know, so I finally woke up in time. (laughs) So we are on the, we are. And like the religion thing, you know, I'm with you. I could be much more spiritual. Um, We, but Dan and I have come together and made a commitment. We're going to go to mass once a month. You know, we want KJ to basically, you know, not believe all the things that the Catholic Church says. Like, make your own mind up, but have some sort of spiritual base, you know? If you decide you want to be Jewish or you want to be, you know, Buddhist or Muslim, whatever you want to be, that's fine. But, you know, have some sort of spiritual, something out there is bigger than we are, you know? Right. So Schman and I are on the same page about that. And I... You know, I, I, it's funny. I actually believe less in psychics than I did years ago. I mean, I've spent thousands of dollars on psychics. Like, I you really, oh my God. Yeah. I waited like six months to get in with a guy at the metaphysical church in Arlington who was supposedly a psychic. All right. We're wrapping it right there. There was so much to talk about. We're doing a part two. Yeah. How much I spent on psychics. Natasha actually saw a psychic and it came true that, and Natasha had never heard about Ozempic. So we discuss, and do we end up arguing about getting Ozempic, Wagovi, what is it, Manjuro, Wagovi, oh, these crazy weight loss drugs. We get into all that and body image. Next episode, be sure to be following Miss Pink Monster all across social media and at The Sarah Fraser Show. Bye, everybody. Bye.